Welcome to Anniverse Spark CEO Podcast, conversations on economic opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the president and CEO of Anniverse Spark. Anniverse Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Joining me today is Steve Hopkins, president of Curo Technologies um, here in Ann Arbor. So thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come in today. Thank you. Glad to do it. Really, thanks, Paul. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, so let's start off. I always like when we're we're, you know, talking with a company to let them tell us a little bit about themselves right up front. So tell us about uh, Curo Technologies. Yeah, happy to. Um, yeah, Curo is a, about a two-year-old uh, startup actually founded uh, in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Wow. So it's an Australian story. Two brothers from Melbourne started the organization, did all the creation work um, there, and, and then came across the United States uh, working to try to commercialize further and get some pilot traction here in the United States. And that's how, um, how we got together, actually, with my former uh, employer. But Curo is, a, is basically a software uh, company where we're just using information that we gather passively out of the homes of older adults and contextualize that, uh, particularly in things relating to well-being and, and health, uh, and, and contextualize that in a web portal and apps back to stakeholders, primarily being professional caregivers, um, insurance organizations, as well as families themselves. Well, how does it, how does it work? Yeah, we use, a, we use passive sensors, wireless sensors in the home. So there's a hardware component. Um, we're an organization, as I said, we're a software company, so we're, we're really hardware agnostic. Um, we've, uh, over the years, worked with lots of different things that just work really well. And right now we're um, sitting on a particular platform that we've been with for about a, uh, about a year. And about five to six wireless sensors inside the home, um, primarily what you, Paul, would think of as um, motion sensors mm-hmm. or even um, multi-purpose accelerometers. So sensors that would go on things that are moving, mm-hmm. refrigerator door, microwave, maybe a pillbox, things like that. And then motion sensors that just record motion, no cameras or anything like that, to show movement mm-hmm. uh, and volume of movement of people in the home. And then we write all the algorithms to make sense of that as it relates to healthy activities, normal behavior for uh, that individual person. And again, it's all customized per individual because as you know, you know, just because you're a 76 year old female doesn't mean you're the same as your neighbor mm-hmm. next door. And so normal as far as what time you might get up in the morning, when you take that afternoon medication, how many times you eat, things like that are all normed against your normal, uh, you know, your normal customized life. Okay, so I guess <coughs> I, I'm assuming that somebody signs up for this. Is it is it a, uh, uh, subscription-based model? Yeah, so it's very much uh, what you would think of as a SaaS, you know, as a subscription service model. And the primary stakeholders are those that are really caring and loving supporting older adults, right? We uh, currently don't have what we would call an older adult user interface. This is all meant to be very, very non-invasive and very passive. In fact, the older adults don't have to do anything once Mm -hmm. the system goes in their home. They don't have to turn anything on. They don't have to record anything. They don't even have to wear anything. And so the people that really are on board with this, of course, are the extended family members or other professional organizations that are, have a responsibility as far as developing, um, you know, care and care programs for older adults. Okay, so this is obviously a growing market, not only here in the United States with the aging of the baby boomers, but elsewhere around the country. Mm-hmm. Lots of 
players trying to enter this space and various platforms and kinds of technology. What sets what sets uh, Kiro apart? Yeah, we'd like to think there's a couple things that are a little bit different. And uh, first and foremost is that we launched clearly going after the private home market. So there's lots of awesome precedents for um, what we would call ambient or passive sensor technology um, to record information and do a better job caring for older adults. Um, most of that work has been done on the on uh, senior living campus settings where there's a great audience to do great work. Um, we clearly know that uh, although that's a very, uh, very important market space, it's the private home market that is really underserved right now and primarily because the complexity of some of these systems and tools, um, the cost factor, um, all those things. And so those are a couple things that we really attacked um, first and foremost. And then the importance of the connectivity to the extended families. Okay. Um, for, uh, for as many uh, older adults that have some interaction with a professional organization, there's between five and six that don't. These are family members that are trying to sort this out on their own, maintaining mom and dad's or grandma and grandpa's independence, mm -hmm. but doing it in a non-professional way, right? Just family members caring for family members. Maybe we all have a personal story like that. And the burden is is great. And, uh, and so to about 50 million people out there in the United States alone that are doing this without any professional support, these kind of tools are really, really important. But again, simplicity, not making the data too complex, and a cost price point that is uh, that hits that market in the private sector really positively. So uh, let me circle back to where Kind of where we started. So the notion here would be, say, you're you're a, a, a son or a daughter, and you're this gives you the ability to sort of monitor uh, activity uh, in the, that elder's uh, home. Yeah, and and certainly you've triggered a, a one of the biggest roadblocks, right? And that's just how to explain this and how to do it in a positive way. And even something as simple as the word monitor yeah, yeah. kind of gets people to shudder a little bit. So we like to think of it this way, as, as using any solution that helps align with the goals that somebody has, which is maintaining independence and health. But really, we're talking about as equal as the information about something going wrong in other words, getting a notification right on your smartphone app that says, um, Mom missed her 12 o'clock med today. You know, what would you like to do about that? The affirmation that everything went really okay. well today yeah, yeah. is absolutely just yeah. uh, changing people's lives right now. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes that's the forgotten jewel in all of this, right? We worry just because we don't know because of a past incidents that happened. And to have some information at your fingertips that said, boy, for three days in a row, mom's been great. Mm -hmm. And everything's happened that's normal in mom's life. I don't have to call her twice a day to bug her and it was, was asking information that I really don't know. That's really been also very valuable. Okay, okay, great. So um, so what was, what was the motivating factor? I get it, that this was a, a Melbourne-based sort of technology development. They want to scale it in the United States. What, <clears throat> what caused you to focus in on Ann Arbor and, and opening at Spark Central? Um, I, you know, I, I was at a place in my life where um, this solution uh, really resonated with me uh, at, in my former role as chief operating officer with a senior care provider. We launched the first US uh, commercialized pilot here. And so uh, that, the timing just worked out. They were looking for uh, somebody to run the U.S. operations. And I just was not interested in my family situation to move. And so we were also looking and saying, how would we make this work? And at the same time, knowing the resources that Spark has provided, um, 
I, I had some very peripheral experience with Spark in a corporate environment, but um, really it was a new endeavor for me to embark on that. And it, there's just so much of it that made a lot of sense. Uh, we really, really like the Southeast Michigan Ann Arbor play. Um, this is an underserved market uh, as far as a, a vertical, and we're call also kind of not necessarily a, a, a formidable pin on the map to everybody in the U.S. You know, uh, startup funded uh, ecosystem, and so we just love the idea of being, you know, potentially being a little bit bigger fish in a smaller pond, and putting not just this industry on the map with a great startup launch, but also, hey. This is why more people need to be looking at Michigan and, and what Spark does. Cool. So I understand that, that uh, the companies received some, some early round funding. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, it's from an Australian uh, venture entity making an investment in a company that's growing here in Ann Arbor. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we were super excited. We were really um, working hard for you know either a seed or, or in this case, it ended up being a million dollars of kind of pre-A, I would say. And uh, the story resonated really positively in Australia just because of the founders. And so mm -hmm. it, it really was the most reasonable play as opposed to coming to the United States sure. and, and, and kind of slogging through that. Um, but the real exciting story, here we are in the senior service industry, healthcare sector, and we have a we have a healthcare insurance organization, the corporate venture arm of that organization that's put, throwing their money into this. So that the the ripple effects of that in the marketplace were so significant for us, you know. Um, and so we were very very exciting about about that. And and in fact, um, uh, this month we're we're launching a uh, a formalized program uh, with that investor okay. as far as with their clients. So it's kind of a B to C, right within their marketplace. Um, the analogy would be, you know, maybe like a Kaiser investing and then rolling mm -hmm. out a program to serve cli right. clients that were right. members of Kaiser. So really excited about that relationship and and it's already had some positive U.S. Uh, implications because as you know in the insurance sector. Uh, many of these are global entities, and, and if they aren't, they certainly connect globally with each other. And um, later this month, uh, w you know, we're going to be one of two technology companies actually over in Zurich speaking at a, a Swiss Re conference, only insurance sector, and why the insurance companies need to start thinking more about innovative technology mm -hmm. to serve their members. So the ripple effects of that have been very positive for us with HCF. Yeah, sounds, sounds and you, you can really see the connection between their desire to um, be able to provide better service to their to their clients, uh, but also the service they're providing is essentially helping them be healthier. Therefore, there would be less claims. So it makes absolutely logical sense. absolutely yep. Right. yep. Okay. So uh, when you moved here, uh, or when you were already here and took on this this um, uh, position with the with Kuro, uh, you announced that you'd add six employees in the next year. So what what type of talent are you hiring? Yeah, well, we work um, we work both in the uh, the Android and the iOS space. So we've added a couple um, I iOS okay. um, uh, design folks and and um, engineer folks. So we'll probably continue to add in that as that as that grows. We have uh, development teams both in Australia and the U.S. And we've learned to um, that works really well, and we can kind of keep that production wheel spinning twenty four seven. One of the advantages of what uh, the path we've chosen, I, I guess. Um, but but also the other chunk of uh, talent will revolve around um, project management you know, with client interaction. 
you know, the goal right now well, is not necessarily to pick up 10 or 15 or 30 more brands. Um, probably the, the, um, the companies we're working with are all very solid um, household scalable brands that we know. It's really about getting those projects to the finish line and then a group of those will scale, which will take project management and resources to tend to kind of uh, what you would think of as customer management as opposed to pure sales, you know, uh, uh, new account sales development. So I would say um, in this next year, probably anywhere from four to ten, you know, more people here in this office. And is is <clears throat> the location here in Ann Arbor helping you with that talent search? Yeah, I think the I think it's a unique proposition. We think about um, you know Michigan. I think when you first embark on that, and my first job was to sell it to the founders in Australia, right? It's like well, why aren't we talking about San Francisco or, and they had um, home planted in L.A. when they first came to the United States or New York or Chicago. I sure. mean, tell me something. Uh, and and again, I think it speaks to being in a really really solid uh, university community. And certainly some other great um, uh, funds and, and innovation uh, advocates that have called this home. Uh, and we're all advocating for the same thing. It's, it's to say this is a rich place to, mm -hmm. to do commerce and launch innovation. And part of that story is talent. And so we all are endeavored with uh, the task of making this as attractive as possible, right? And um, we've relocated two people here. So, I mean, that's the epitome of the story. That's the... Um, that, that's a real good, not just looking at, you know, who's in Ann Arbor right. and that sort of thing. Can we attract somebody from Chicago and say, this is the best project you're looking at, and by the way, it's in Ann Arbor, and you're going to love living here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's something we found with, with a lot of companies. Uh, we even some of our uh, folks from, from the Valley who've made significant investments in growth here know that uh, there is a really – uh, uh, cost advantage. Is this, you know, a lot of our yeah. folks know uh, and think because they live here, the the quality of life is very high, and it is. But it's there's a cost advantage, and and the, uh, the the salaries that our companies are able to pay give people a higher quality of life than a much higher salary that might be earned in say San Jose because uh, you have to pay a lot more to live in San Jose. So Absolutely. It, it, yeah. If we were based there, we would have already been through our A round funding by now, by the way, right? Instead yeah. of sitting on, you know, $400,000 in the bank still. So um, I, I think you're spot on with that. The ability to manage burn yep. here compared to a lot of other opportunities and, and, and resources and that balance between the perceived talent. I, I've got lots of peers there in San Francisco struggling with talent the same way, by the way. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's, there's trade-offs there. Um, I don't know how many of the listeners have ever been to Australia. It's a phenomenal place, but we were able to pull one of the founders that have come and live in Ann Arbor, by the way, and certainly there's some motivations business-wise, but they absolutely love it. And Sydney and Melbourne are two phenomenal yes, are. international cities. Yes, they are. And uh, I've got a founder that's here in Ann Arbor saying this is the best place he's ever lived, so pretty pretty neat. Well, that's great. That's, that's good to hear. Well, so it was kind of related to the last question that we had for you because you are a Michigan native, and this has given you an opportunity to – to be here at home and, and so what's the best thing about that for you well uh, we can tick off the normal things I mean it takes me uh, it takes me 15 minutes to get back on my deck at home uh, when I'm not on the road flying out of Metro but uh, so I, I think part of that and feeling that you're you're really uh, entrenched in the community I mean we're we're here uh, making Curo uh, a, a part of this area, even though we're serving clients, you know, globally. So I think I think that's an exciting piece, and I've had a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, meeting other advocates, entrepreneurs, and things like that, that was not part of my former corporate life so much, right? And so this has been a fun, a fun voyage for me. And I think that speaks to one of the big advantages of Spark. When I get the opportunity to talk about why Spark, uh, um, you know, I've been able to pick up the phone twice and say, I just need a referral for this. I need a referral for that. And, uh, you know, five resources I needed, I made only five phone calls. And uh, the amount of time saving and, and trepidation over making a misselect and all yeah, that yeah. that people go through, um, the, the Spark uh, connection part of that for me, uh, uh, running the U.S. Um, component, has been phenomenal. Yeah. It's been phenomenal. So, all, and, the, and who are those people? They're all community people, right? So you see them in the grocery store. You see them at an event. Um, it's not like a banker out of New York is running your account. You know, it's the guys down the street. So that's been really a positive experience. Well, it, it, we really appreciate the fact that uh, you made that choice, and the company is is looking to uh, utilize the Ann Arbor region as is the uh, place to build growth in the United States. So thank you for that, mm. and uh, uh, we'll we'll be watching and uh, maybe checking with you a year or so down the line to see how things are going. Sounds great. Thanks for having me today. Okay, great. So I want to again thank Steve for coming in today, and I also want to thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations who are working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. For more information about us at Ann Arbor Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org and also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more information about Curo, please visit uh, www.meetcuro, that would be M-E-E-T, meet, then C-U-R-O.com.